mama of three and a nurse by trade. I love women's health and empowering mamas to be their best selves. Kick ass moms. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Otterly Mama, as I share stories, tips, and tricks that I've learned along the way and bring in experts to get us through the lows and celebrate our highs. Let me support you through this mama roller coaster ride. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. Hey mama, today's episode's about voting. And I'm going to do my best not to bring politics into it. It's simply about breaking down some barriers for us as moms in order to get out and vote. Before you turn off this podcast altogether and just start yelling at me, just give me a minute. I want to break down some barriers about voting. I don't want to get into the politics of who I voted for or who you voted for. Frankly, I'm tired of hearing about all the bullshit of how we're all divided on one side or the other, or maybe you're halfway in between. I just want to get everyone out to vote. It is our right as American citizens to vote. So let's do it. Let's get started. Have you voted yet? If you have, awesome. If you haven't, do you plan on voting? I hope that if you haven't voted yet or aren't able to vote yet, that you'll at least consider voting. And I hope that this episode will help you get over some of the barriers for you to exercise your right to vote. It's been a hundred years since the 19th Amendment was made part of the U.S. Constitution, which gave us women the right to vote. Unfortunately, voting is not easy for all women. Some women are targeted to prevent them from voting. And those women include immigrant voters, voters of color, LGBTQ voters, and disabled voters. How exactly is voter suppression happening in 2020? It's our legal right to vote. So how are they getting away with it? And some examples of voter suppression are voter identification laws, voter intimidation, or accessible voting polls. Some states don't even have early voting, just the availability of early voting, or a place that is close enough to you that enables you to vote early, and campaign disinformation. Check out AmericanProgress.org, which is where I got the majority of the information I just talked about. Link will be in the episode notes. In order to vote in the United States, you need to meet four major requirements. One, you have to be a U.S. citizen. Two, you must be 18 years or older before Election Day. And in some states, you can pre-register if you are 16 or 17 years old, as long as on the Election Day, you are 18. Three, you have to be a resident of your state, oftentimes being a resident for 30 days prior to the Election Day. Some states will allow you to put homeless shelter as an address or somewhere that you can get mail. And then for some states, another option would be to put just a park or a street corner for your address. Lastly, that you have to meet your state's registration deadline. And some states will allow you to register up until election day. I think it's pretty awesome to be able to register to vote on the day that you're going to vote. I actually lived in a state, Illinois, where you could register to vote on election day, which is awesome. And there's 18 other states as well. I found that little tidbit of information on thefulcrum.us. All the other information I talked about, 
I found on USA.gov slash who can vote. So now you know if you can vote or not. You probably already knew this before. But if you're able to, please get out and vote. I don't care who you're voting for. Just use your ability to go out and vote. You might say that you're not interested in voting based on the candidates right now. But if you're saying this, how many other women are going to be saying that too? So that could be tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of women who don't want to vote just because they don't like the candidates that are currently out there. Whatever your excuse is, just think about that for a minute. Think about how many other people are thinking the same exact way. Even if you don't like who's on the ballots, maybe you can just think of another reason to vote. Vote for the women that fought to give you the right to vote. Vote for your children, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, your coworker. Vote for somebody. You get the point. Vote if you can. I say vote just to shove it to all the people trying to suppress all these different groups of people from voting. To say, the hell to you, I'm going to vote, and I'm going to encourage other people to vote, and I am going to stand up for everybody. We're all going to come together instead of be divided. It doesn't matter what our political affiliations are. We need to come together again as women and stand up and vote together. No matter what you think, no matter what your opinions, it doesn't matter. As long as you vote, you're exercising your right to vote that has been set in place for over a hundred years. And don't get me wrong, voting is not easy for everyone. So what barriers and obstacles are currently preventing you from voting? Some things that I thought about were one time, can you take time off of work to go vote? Talk to your employer about it. Talk to your work. See if maybe they'll pay you to go vote. That would be amazing. Maybe they'll allow you to take PTO to go vote. Some jobs I know you just can't walk away from. Like if you're in a hospital working, you just can't leave the hospital to go vote. Maybe you can go before work. A lot of voting polls are open before your shifts start, and a lot of them are open later. So just look at the options in your area to find out when you can vote, hopefully on company time, maybe not. And also, you might have other responsibilities. So can you get away from taking care of your kids or taking care of your parents? Are you able to get out of the house just to go vote? Check to see what is available for you. So maybe there is early voting that already started. Early voting started on October 13th in my county, and it goes all the way until October 30th. Another option might be to submit your vote either through absentee ballot if you are not currently living in your state, depending on what your state laws are. Or you might have mail-in ballot, which unfortunately the state of Texas does not do. But a lot of states were allowing you to do that based on the pandemic and the coronavirus. Texas only allows you to mail in your ballot if you are over the age of 65 or if a disability that specifically prevents you from going to a voting poll on election day. And I'm not condoning this, but how exactly... Can they prove that you have a disability? We already touched on having kids and how that might prevent you from getting to the uh, voting polls. Why can't you bring them with you? Sure, it's a pandemic. I mean, if you are really adamant about going, bring them with you or find a sitter. Or maybe you can swap out with your partner while one of you guys hang in the car. I heard from a mom that said that she 
she did that with her kids. And they swapped out while the other one was voting. So one was in the car while the other one was voting inside. And she just kept them busy in the car. That's also an option. Maybe a local mom that's close to you in your neighborhood or one of your, your mom friends. Same thing. Bring all your kids together and just hang out in the car while the other one goes in to vote and swap out. In Austin, Texas, there's actually an organization called Babysitting Connection of Austin that's offering free babysitting at polling locations. Another option, if you aren't in the state of Texas or in Austin, Texas in particular, you can look up, there's this place called Pilatusit.org, and it pays for people like Babysitting Connection of Austin to babysit your children. So they pay for your childcare while you vote. A third obstacle of getting out to vote is transportation. You might not have a car. You might not have access to really great public transportation. I live in the suburbs, and there isn't a lot of public transit out here. Look to your support system. Ask a friend, relative, neighbor, somebody else for a ride. See if maybe they're going to go too. Maybe you guys could carpool together. And again, if you have those kids, if kids and transportation's an issue, ride together, watch your kids together. There's also free ride share programs to encourage people to get out and vote. So there's this one called rideshare2vote.com. And they offer free ride shares in the state of Texas, West Virginia, and North Carolina. And I'm hoping as it gets closer that these organizations like the Ride Share to Vote and the Politicists are going to increase more places that they're going to offer uh, resources to people so they can get out and vote. So the fourth barrier for mamas to go vote is finances. If you have to pay that sitter and you don't have it in your budget... It sucks, right? So again, look to your support system. Look to those neighbors, other moms close by and see if maybe someone would watch your kids for you while you go vote and you help them out too. Barter. You got something to barter with? Go for it. I'll mow your lawn if you watch my kids. <laughs> the other thing is just paying for a ride to the polls. If you aren't in an area that these ride shares are offering free rides to the polls, you can go on one of the rideshare apps and pay for your own way. But again, it's a financial struggle if it's not in your budget. Another thing is if your work won't allow you to go to vote during the workday, do you have to call in sick or do you have to use your PTO? Financial struggles. Annoying. One positive thing that I've noticed in Austin is a lot of places are offering free food if they show them your I voted sticker. So you can get some free tacos, pizza slices, you know, things like that. That might give you some incentive to go vote if nothing else will. And I know I'm just speaking for what I know from Texas, but reach out to your to your mom groups that you're already in, whether it's like church groups or online groups or wherever you meet moms, just your mom friends. Reach out to them, see what they know is available because I feel like we are the best at sharing resources with one another. So there might be some great resources like ride shares in your area, some free food in your area, <laughs> or some free babysitting services, and a lot of the things that I learned about from the mom groups. And if you are having any trouble figuring out any information about what your state laws are as far as voting, I will put a link in the episode notes to it's 538.com, and it's how to vote, and it's based on per state. 
for the rest of this episode, I'm going to bring in some badass moms who've already voted and have volunteered to share their voting experiences. So if they can do it, so can you, Mama. I have here with me today Angel. She's a wonderful mama of a sweet baby girl. Angel has decided to talk today about her experience with going to vote. She is an awesome mama that took her little lady with her (laughs) and voted. So Angel, before we get started, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I stay home all the time with Chloe and I work from home still just a few hours, five days a week. Yeah, we've been in Round Rock for a long time, really, but with a break to go to California in there for three or four years. And yeah, we came home to be close to family. And now I'm just living the COVID life at home with my child while my husband goes to work. Unfortunately, he's he's a tattooer, so he's in customer service. He So he does still do face-to-face. You know, it's only one or two clients a day, so hopefully... With masks, it's not too crazy of a risk. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like a lot of moms out there right now are, are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, adjusting to the new normal. <laughs> yeah, the new normal is not as great as the old normal was, but it's, <laughs> you know, we're just all doing our best. Exactly. Can you tell me what your favorite part of being a mom is? My favorite thing about being a mom is when your child learns something and it's not always something you mean for them to learn. There's things that are like the normal fun things like laughing and clapping, you know, you teach them to clap and that's exciting. And I remember the first time Chloe clapped, it blew my mind. But here lately, it's other things that she's learning. Like when I hear her say, oh my gosh, or something like that. It just sounds so funny coming out of her sweet mouth. And I know that it's me, you know, it's just repeating what she hears. And I told her the other day, I was like, why are you such a crazy animal? And she said, I'm a wild woman. And I was just (laughs) like, what? Cause you know, she's only, she's almost 21 months. So I didn't know she could make that association yet. And that was really awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It's nice when they're not like repeating the the bad things that you say. Like I I have somewhat of a potty mouth and my children will repeat that. I'm like, oh no, that that doesn't sound good. Let's not yeah. say that again. <laughs> I think we might have heard shit one day, but uh only one <laughs> time and then we tried to correct her like like, oh you said that wrong, it's shoot. And so <laughs> I think she believed us. <laughs> Because she does say shoot. She says, oh, shoot. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) So on to our topic of voting. So to start out, can you tell us why voting is important to you? Yeah, voting is important to me because citizens, your power to change and do anything is very limited. And with the climate of things, how they are now, I think is occurring because of people's choices, you know, politically. I want to feel like I'm in a country where Chloe is going to have choices and positivity and equality for everyone, that it's a real thing. Um, I think that as a younger person, I had this idea that our country 
was a lot more equal, then as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that it's not. And um, there's a lot of people that are, are fighting just to be equal, including us as women, all kinds of people, anyone basically that's not a white man <laughs> is fighting for some kind of equality. And I want to affect change in any way I can. This is why I am doing this episode right now is really to empower women to vote and to have that voice. So I'm so yeah. glad that we're on the same page. <laughs> I think it's so much more, it becomes so much more important and everything becomes so much more important around us when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like suddenly you really need the future to look good for them. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it sounds like you are voting for Chloe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what obstacles have you faced over the years with voting? I have to be honest, voting has been really easy for me. The only voting I've ever done has been presidential voting mm-hmm. um, until this year. Of actually voting was, was, was quick and easy. It always nice. has been for me. Cool. And did it change at all uh, bringing Chloe with you this year? Um, nap schedule always matters. <laughs> I just ended up taking her... I had concerns. I was, you know, I didn't know how socially distanced people would be and would everyone be wearing their masks. The line was short and everybody was wearing their masks and they had the ground marked and everything. So it really wasn't bad. It was a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. That's great. So it sounds like time is really kind of the issue for you that like this year, as opposed to previous years that what you struggle with timing with feeding and napping and yes <laughs> as they get older it it becomes like a little easier there's like less and less stuff you have to plan around not having three or four naps a day helps a lot she did great I was really I was really happy that it went so well nice was there a long line when you went to vote no, we only had maybe like five or six people in front of us. Nice. And, um, yeah, it went really well. Tried to get a ballot by mail because I wanted to be re- ready for that eventuality, I thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah. In old Texas. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't for it. But in the end, I probably would have gotten to vote anyway because I just feel more confident. Were you worried that if you were able to do the mail-in ballot that it wouldn't be counted or what was your concern? Yeah, I was worried about that. Worried about it making it there. Worried about people's honesty, you know, all along the way. Worried Mm -hmm. about our postal system being, you know, inundated. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though everyone was like, well, they can handle millions of cards around Christmas time. I'm pretty sure they get extra help around Christmas time. And um, anytime that there's going to be a change of whatever the normal workflow is. There's bound to be mistakes involved in that. So, And was there a reason why you decided to vote early as opposed to voting on election day? Voting on election day for me kind of felt like a, like cramming for the test the night before or something. This is a really important test. <laughs> I want to make sure that I've like studied and turned everything in way in advance, you know, it's like felt felt important to sure. And also waiting till the day of means you don't know how long the line's going to be or anything. And is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share about your voting experience? It was a powerful feeling to vote. I have now 
voted in five presidential elections, I've only felt this really overwhelming, powerful exhilaration in two of those. I just think everyone should get out there and try to experience it. I, I know that a lot of people think they're not political or whatever. That's, that's their feeling. I'm like, you may not think you're political, but you're living in this world with a lot of other people and whatever your beliefs are, whatever you, um, whatever your values are, whatever, um, they're being voted about. Whoever you love in your life is being voted about. So I think that those are things to take into consideration. And if you um, can fully embrace that and take it in and go vote, you might, you might be surprised how good it would feel. Like if you could tell mamas one thing to get them out and encourage them to vote, especially those ones that are on the fence, like what would that be? To know that it's kind of along the lines of what I said before, to know that you're, you're voting for your children, you know? You're voting for your children and you're really voting for your grandchildren, the way bureaucracy is and how slow things move. So you're really voting for how you want things to be for them. And, you know, you should take advantage of that. If, if you have even the slightest inkling of how you feel about issues, then you should take a stand for your side. The other thing I would say is, and I've also said that before too, is that it's, it's easy if you vote early, you can, you can probably find a time where it's not gonna be a crazy long line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can take an early lunch or something if you yeah. are required to be at a desk job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is such a stressful time. On top of it, we have a presidential election now, which is also very stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, would you mind sharing one thing that you do to take care of yourself just to help you make it to tomorrow and keep that smile on your face? It is really hard to keep the smile on your face, but <laughs> I am, I, I like to try to at least get out every day if I can, if, if it's not gross or something, just spend some time outside. If you can take a shower <laughs> and go to bed early. It's so worth it. Every time I stay up late, I'm like, for what? For another 20 minutes of Fargo? I don't know what order the importance is on those, but (laughs) they're my top three for sure. Getting out and sleep. And what was the third one? Showers. Showers. Yes. How could I miss that? Those are like the top three mom things that you need to do. I totally agree. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Angel. I really enjoyed talking to you. And obviously, yeah. And I miss talking to you too. (laughs) Next, we have Allison. She's a mom of two little people. She's an avid voter and volunteered to share her early voting experience with us. So Allison, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, like you said, I have, I have two kids, um, five and two and a half. Um, they definitely keep me busy. I'm a lawyer. I work full time. So trying to juggle all of that is pretty crazy, but it's, it's really all good. Um, I live with my kids and my husband in Cleveland. Grew up in upstate New York. Good old Binghamton, New York. 
And, you know, in terms of, you know, how, how I vote and how I have voted, I've been a, a consistent voter since I turned 18. There's been a few elections here and there that I've missed, but it's definitely something that's important to me that I grew up with. And so I'm, I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Very cool. Yeah, we're excited to have you. What's your favorite part of being a mother? Ah, there's so many highs, many highs and many lows about being a mom. I think my favorite part is watching my kids like learn new things and find what they love. So my oldest just started kindergarten this fall. And I think the experience of watching her learn how to read has been the coolest thing ever. I mean, it's, it's something that you take for granted, right? You're, you know, your kids growing up and learning how to read, but being in that experience with her and having more time with her now during this pandemic that I maybe wouldn't have otherwise had if I was just, you know, working it from my office and she was going to school and I'd pick her up after, you know, at like six o'clock. I love being able to, to watch them learn these things and grow. And that's, that's been really cool. Definitely my favorite part. Totally. It's funny you say that because the other mom that I interviewed said basically the same exact thing, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, there are so like, that just goes to show you how many commonalities there are about, you know, being, being a mom. It's just, we, we we're so lucky that we can all have this experience. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a lot of beauty that I know it's such a terrible time right now, but there are a lot of good things to come of it. Like being home together. Yes. It's like something they wouldn't necessarily experience ever before. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's funny you say that because my mom was a lawyer growing up too. And so I was always, I was in aftercare. I was always in daycare. I was always the last one to get picked up and I hated it. And I, one, I promised myself when I was growing up and, you know, I was a teenager and in college and thinking about what I wanted to do with my life. I'm like, I'm never going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be there every day to pick up my kids after school. That's the kind of mom I want to be. And like, where, what did I do? I went to law school. So, you know, <laughs> you never know. But this pandemic, the huge silver lining for me has been the ability to walk my daughter to school in the morning, pick her up right after school. She doesn't have to go to aftercare. And I don't know if that will, if that will linger on after this pandemic is over, who knows what life will look like, but I'm going to take the win right now. <laughs> yeah. It's been lovely. That, yeah, that is one silver lining of the pandemic. That's beautiful. <laughs> totally. Why is voting important to you? So, you know, I grew up with watching my parents vote. Um, they weren't involved in local politics necessarily, but they were always, you know, they always talked around the dinner table about, you know, what was going on in the world. And I always knew how they were going to vote because they talked about it. I went with them to vote when I was a kid. You know, some of my earliest memories, even dating back to, you know, when I was in kindergarten or preschool, is going down to the fire station with my mom or my dad and going into the booth. You know, they have the curtain, the old school curtain, and, and watching them vote. And so it's something that I grew up with, you know, understanding that it's our responsibility. It's our civic responsibility. It's how we as, you know, citizens who maybe aren't otherwise involved in politics or in government make our voices heard. And, you know, it's not only a responsibility, but it's also a privilege. You know, and I think this was something in, you know, Mr. Testani's AP government class that I think, you know, we really learned about, which is that we, you know, we're lucky in the grand scheme of things, if you look across the world, that when we go to the voting booth, 
it matters. So in that respect, it is not only a responsibility, but it is also a privilege. And it's one that I think, especially now, we have to be very mindful of and take very seriously. Mm-hmm. Very well said. And you're kind of dating us a little bit there with the curtain draw, Allison. <laughs> Thanks for that. No problem. <laughs> and have you faced any obstacles over the years with voting? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the only obstacle that I can really remember was last year when it wasn't a presidential election year. It wasn't a midterm year. It was kind of an off year. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll vote. Fine. And then election day came. And I can't remember if one of my kids was sick or if it was a really busy time at work. It might have been both. I couldn't get there. I think our plan was I was going to go to work early and then leave and get, you know, go on the way home. My husband was going to go in the morning. It just didn't work out. So sometimes I think the demands of life, especially when you think, eh, you know, whatever, it's not a presidential year. It's not a midterm year. It doesn't really matter that much. It's just local politics. You know, you kind of let the other stuff get in the way. Mm -hmm. And it's become, you know, more apparent to me actually how important local politics are. And I wish that I had made a better plan last year because life happens, especially when you're a mom, right? You you never know what you're going to get when you wake up that day. Exactly. And it sounds like time was really a really big issue for you on that oh, election day. Yeah. You know, that time is my issue all the time, but yeah, <laughs> election day for sure. Yeah. Last year was definitely not my friend. Being a mom and having enough time is always a problem. Oh, that, that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> having time. Right. I know. Like, show me the mom who has extra time. <laughs> I want to talk to her. Seriously. Have you ever taken your kiddos with you to vote? I did. I took my oldest daughter with me in 2016 to vote. I think that was the only time because you like to take my time with the ballot. I don't know what the ballots look like in other parts of the country, but for us anyway, I always feel like there's a lot of judges and sometimes a lot of issues. And I want to really, I want to think about them before Mm -hmm. I fill in the bubble. And with, you know, with a little one by the side, I'm kind of like looking at the, looking at the ballot, looking at the kid, looking at the ballot, looking at the kid. So usually I go by myself, but I, I did take my daughter one year. So where are the kids when you go by yourself? Um, so in ordinary circumstances, I would drop them off at daycare mm-hmm. and then go to our polling place because where we live, everything is kind of within walking distance, which is super helpful. Nice. Um, so I can drop them and then head over to the polling place and then head into work. That's my usual cadence. <laughs> Got it. And yeah, sometimes childcare or finding childcare is an issue or an obstacle yeah. that moms face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this year was, was different obviously because my husband and I are both home right now. And so we voted on different days. We both voted in person and he went down one day and I had our little one, our oldest one is actually in person in school right now. I had the little one home and then, you know, he did the same thing. He watched the little one and I went and voted oh. a different day. So yeah, nice. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> And so how come we decided to vote early this year? You know, I think this year, more than ever, I wanted to make sure that I did vote. It's just really important. And with the pandemic, I just, you know, I had no idea what voting in person on election day was going to look like. And I was a little bit wary about, you know, potentially being exposed to that many people. I did end up, like I said, voting in person down at the board of elections this year early. So I did was, you know, in a crowd. 
it was actually a longer line to vote there than there usually is at my polling place. So I was like, well, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I could have just voted in person on election day and it would have been fine. But, you know, I just, I wanted to make sure I voted. And, you know, I know this election feels consequential for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And for me as well, I'm no exception. But what I hope is that I feel this same sense of urgency every election year after this, because next year won't be a big, huge election, but I am definitely going to make a plan to vote. I will probably vote early or by mail next year as well, because I just want to make sure I get it done. You know, there's really, there's so many opportunities to do it. So you might as well take one. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I know you touched on a couple of things. So as far as your experience there, and you talked about the line, like how long of a line are we talking? It really wasn't bad. From the time that I probably stepped in line to the time when I got my I Voted sticker was probably maybe 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and it moved pretty quickly. Let's see. I voted the third or fourth day of early voting. Mm-hmm. My husband voted the first day of early voting. Mm-hmm. And he said the line was like two blocks long. Oh, wow. I want to say he was there for maybe 90 minutes, he said. Um, It wasn't as bad as it looked when he, when he first pulled up, he texted me when he got there and he was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, hope you're okay with the little one for a while because I think I might be here. Yeah. Yeah. It it didn't take as long as he thought it moved, you know, it moved pretty fast. People were very good about giving the space. Mm -hmm. And so I think that makes the line look longer than it actually is. Um, But you know, I had set aside the time. I blacked it off in my calendar at work. It's like, I am not working. I'm not available to you right now. Nice. So I brought a book. It was very quiet and very relaxing. <laughs> yeah. For a mom, that's like your little yeah. reprieve. I know. Exactly. I was like, this is me time. <laughs> so was your voting experience any different this year as opposed to previous years? Other than the, like the ET curtains that, <laughs> that were up inside, with, you know, setting up this maze yeah. for people to walk through to make sure that they were, you know, kept apart. I don't think it was really hugely different. I don't know if it was me or the people around me or the fact that it was a beautiful, sunny, 70 degree day in October in Cleveland, which Mm -hmm. doesn't always happen, but there was a really positive, uplifted energy that I felt when I was there. It was really just kind of invigorating to see all of these people turn out in the middle of a pandemic because they want to make sure that they have the opportunity to make their voice heard. And so that to me was different. I don't always feel that when I go vote. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit of a nerd in that, you know, when I go vote, I feel very proud and I'm like, this is really great. Like, this is awesome that we're able to do this, but you know, I don't always feel that sense of like community and connection with the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I felt that this time. So that's cool. that was cool. again, that's, that's really nice. Like being in this, pandemic and this isolation and just knowing that there are other people doing the same thing and you have the same feeling. It was really great. I mean, those types of connections and those types of experiences right now are very few and far between. I mean, that was the biggest crowd that I've been in, obviously, since March, because yeah. you know, I just we don't we don't go anywhere, we don't do anything. And even mm-hmm. when you do, there aren't there aren't crowds like that. So to be able to have that experience in this environment was was super. And so you talked a little bit about the maze, the curtains they're going through. What is that? I didn't have that. Inside, it was like walking through a corn maze that was made of hospital curtains. So, and, and that was to keep from getting too close to one another, but also to create more space inside the Board of Elections mm-hmm. so that 
you know, you don't have people lined up for two blocks every day. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So you can still have a lot of people in the building, but just separated by curtains. Right. Right. And I think, you know, the idea is to keep you, instead of having this big open space where there's like air circulating and droplets going everywhere, sure. you're just in, you're in a hallway, more or less, a constructed hallway. So you're only with the people that are in <clears throat> like your little part of the line. Got it. Was everyone wearing masks? Yes. So you had to wear a mask. You couldn't wear like a, a Biden mask or a MAGA mask or anything. It's, you know, just no, no nothing political. Um, but yeah, you did have to wear a mask and there was hand sanitizer everywhere, which was great and yeah. clean pens. And so it was good. Nice. Yeah. Is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to talk about? Um, you know, I don't think so. I would just say, you know, I think the one thing that, that I did differently this year that I, that I would hope that I do in the future and that I would encourage everybody to do. And I know like important people say this and not like, not me saying this, but I know it made a difference for me as a mom is to make a plan and to do it early. And I think that being able to do that ensured that I was able to vote because, you know, like we said, you never know what, what the day is going to bring. And I would say too, you know, for, for things like voting for judges and voting for issues where you might not, you know, you might walk in being a member of a political party and say, all right, I'm going to vote blue all the way down. I'm going to vote red all the way down. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the judges and the issues, you really don't know, you know, who the judges are, how they would rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the issues, you maybe haven't thought about how they're going to impact your community. And so I think when you vote early, especially if you would do it by mail, you can sit there with your computer. It's not like you're taking a test. You know, you can sit there with your computer and look up this judge, look up this issue. I think that that is a really great opportunity that I haven't really thought of before. And so I guess I would just say for me, I think that's something I'm going to continue to do because, you know, going forward pandemic or not, because I think it's going to make me a more informed voter. Yeah. No, that's smart. In Texas, you can't actually vote by mail unless you're above the age of 65 or you have a disability. Oh, interesting. Even, even with the pandemic. So what is Ohio's law as far as mail-in ballots? Yeah, you can request to vote by mail anytime. It seems to me anyway that there are a lot of opportunities here. Yeah. But if you could tell any mamas one thing just to get them out and encourage them to vote, what would it be? I'm, I'm going to go with my theme of having a plan. You know, I think the, the more we are able to, to plan ahead, at least this is how I feel about being a mom. I have to plan ahead for everything <laughs> and really voting isn't, it has turned out to really not be an exception. If I, if I wanted to go the way I wanted to go and if I want it, if I want to have time and be able to think critically about what I'm doing and make sure I actually even do it, you know, I just, I have to make sure that I have a plan, whether it's, you know, to go in on election day and just make sure I have that childcare taken care of, or maybe I get there super early or whatever it is to just have, have a plan and try your best, very, very best to stick to it. Definitely. I'm very important as mom's planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're real good at it. We've all got our calendars on the fridge, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or we're just really bad at it now with coronavirus because there is nothing to do. Totally fine. Totally fine. I know my calendar is is very blank. I have this beautiful color-coded calendar. Then I'm like, there's nothing to use my pink marker on. It's not going anywhere. There's no play dates. There's no birthday parties. 
Um, so because this is such a stressful time, especially with the upcoming election, would you mind just sharing one thing that you do to take care of yourself? Just, just to make it to tomorrow with a smile on your face. Yeah. So I think what's, what's really saved my sanity is making time for myself every day for exercise. Um, I didn't, I had, I wasn't doing that at the beginning of the pandemic. I was eating a lot of nachos and drinking a lot of wine (laughs) and that wasn't really helping me. And so I don't know why one day I was like, ah, I'm going to try this exercise program. Like who knows? And it has been a, I've seen a huge mental shift in myself. Um, and it's just, you know, I wake up, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to wake up early. I'm an early bird. So I'll wake up before my kids and before my husband and get my workout in. And for me, like having that feeling of accomplishment first thing in the day, I know I'm doing something for myself and my body and my mental health and physical health. You know, it's, I, that's kept me, kept me sane. So I'm very, I'm very grateful for the ability to wake up early. Yeah. 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 That in itself is I'm, I'm a night owl. So that's very hard Um, for me to do. (laughs) Wake up early. Yeah. No, you know, I went to bed last night, I think at like nine 15. Nice. <laughs> like I'm done. Yeah. I just want to read and go to bed. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, when you know, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We all have our own biological clocks. <laughs> what a great way to start the day too. Just exercising and getting those endorphins released and just giving totally. you that beautiful energy to get you through the day and take yeah. on whatever is gonna be thrown your way. You know it. So thank you so much for your time, Allison. I really enjoyed talking with you and finding out what makes you vote oh well thanks emily i really appreciate it It was really good to chat with you and good to catch up a bit with an old friend our last mama that volunteered to share her voting story with us is heather heather welcome to utterly mama thanks emily good to be here yay so before we get started talking about our topic today can you tell us a little bit about yourself Sure. Um, I currently live in Austin, Texas. I have one small child. She just turned six. I grew up in Appalachian Mountains in the Asheville area. Yeah, that's pretty much the basics. Okay. I am terrible with geography, so can you tell me what state? (laughs) Yeah, that's in North Carolina. The Appalachians are in several states, but the Asheville area is western North Carolina, close to Tennessee. Okay. That was kind of my guess. Another question that I like to ask all of my interviewees is, what is your favorite part of being a mother? You know, before I had a child, I would have guessed it was going to be something different. But the thing that I love the most is how it's changed me and not in the way I expected. I think my favorite part is, so I've had to do a lot of work on myself to be the best version of myself, the best mom. I want to be the best example. So it's been really exciting uh, doing that kind of work on myself and then seeing it, the result in my daughter. Yeah. I love that. That's great. I love that too. It's so cool. <laughs> and I love hearing everyone's responses too. It just makes me light up inside. and just. Oh, I happy. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of us have the same feelings. So it's, it's really great to, to know that even in these hard times, it's nice to focus on something positive, like, like being a mother and what, what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. I like seeing the, the, 
result of my hard work, if that makes any sense. Of course. Yeah. It's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work. (laughs) So now to our topic of voting. Can you tell us why voting is important to you? I can. Yeah, I feel pretty passionately about voting. I want my daughter to grow up in a world where she feels like she has bodily autonomy, for one. I want other people to live in a world where they feel safe jogging through their neighborhood or being with their partner in public, things like that. But I also want my daughter to see me fighting for those things. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That sounds like a really, really big, important thing for for your children to see you as an empowered mama, just going for what you believe in. And voting is one of those things. You have a voice. We talk a lot about, especially right now, about this power, this superpower. I, I call it a superpower with her. And when we stood in line this time for an hour to vote, we talked about it a lot. And I think it's super important that my kid understands why I'm there and why she's standing with me. Totally. It's to express that superpower. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Over the years of voting, are there any obstacles that you've had to face in order to vote? One year during the presidential election, I was living out of the country. I was living abroad. That was during when George Bush was going, George W. Bush was going for re-election. So I had to vote internationally and that was challenging. It took a lot of time and planning. Yeah. Yeah. Planning is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When you're voting abroad, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. Figure it all out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Especially taking kids with you. Did you experience any like planning or timing issues as far as taking your daughter along with you to the voting polls? I definitely considered where we were going to go. And we used the map that Travis County, where we live, um, they have a map, you know, of wait times. And so, you know, we just, the one closest to us was the easiest. And so I definitely used that tool to to figure out where to go and mm-hmm. so that she wasn't standing around for two hours. Totally. Yeah. Just get hungry fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how come you decided to vote early? This year, there's just an energy about everything. I think everyone, I say everyone, most people feel really passionately mm-hmm. about who they're voting for this year. It seems like more than any other year that I remember. And I don't know, I just kind of felt like I needed to to be there, do the thing and, and then kind of sit back and wait. Yeah. It just felt like there was this drive this year that there hasn't been mm-hmm. in most other years. I know. I wish that like, on the night of the election, like the numbers start coming in. I wish they would start doing that now for the early voting process just to see like where we are, but I know. to build up some more hype for maybe those people who haven't gone out to vote yet to get out there. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And there's a lot of conflicting information. So you don't know who to, it's like nail biting. You don't know what to believe. Exactly. Exactly. Is there anything particular about your experience voting this year that you'd like to share? This year, of course, was very different because of COVID, but everything was really well done. Everyone was kind of falling in line with the six foot, you know, parameters. 
you know, we went in and we had um, our location. We didn't have the little finger glove or a stylus. We just had popsicle sticks. Oh, that works. <laughs> so everything was just a little bit different this year, but it worked really well. It was super easy and, and functional and, and worked well. And so your daughter did okay for that hour long wait? Oh yeah, we dance a lot. Oh, nice. <laughs> we were the entertainment. <laughs> That's awesome. So you were dancing. Were you singing too along or just listening to music? Oh, yeah. We sing. Yeah, we were, we were kind of doing our own thing, and I think people were getting a kick out of it. Oh, that's good. You're your own entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we make our own fun. Could you tell us a little bit more about what that superpower is? I just think that we are all drops in a bucket with our vote and it's just like with watering your garden if you put your, that bucket under the eave of your porch eventually that bucket's going to fill up and you can water your garden and that's kind of how i look at voting i'm a drop in a bucket and all my friends are the same drops in that bucket you're a drop in that bucket the other mom's listening to this and dad's are those drops in that bucket and we can fill it up and we can water the garden. We can make something beautiful. Mm-hmm. So be that single drop in a bucket for those yes. of you listening. Yeah. Get your community together. Fill it up. Mm-hmm. Fill up that bucket. I love it. I might mm-hmm. steal that. <laughs> yeah. Use it. Take it. Was the, the voting experience different this year opposed to previous years? I mean, I guess I would just say that kind of touching on what I said earlier about the energy. I think mm-hmm. people are seem to be wanting to really put, put their two cents in this year. Totally. Yeah. If you could tell mamas one thing to get them out and encourage them to vote, what would it be? Don't make excuses. I know as moms, we find it hard to find time. We use our children as excuse, as an excuse. I think one of the things that I would like to share with your audience is there's an, a nationwide group called Buy Nothing Project. It's a hyper-local giving group. Most people would have one in their neighborhood. If you just look up Buy Nothing Project, you can find one in your neighborhood and you can reach out to people through different sources, but that's the one that I would use. Reach out to your community, see if people will offer you rides. If you don't have a ride, if you need childcare, reach out to your community, find someone. If you're worried about COVID, a friend of mine was offering childcare. She offered to meet fellow community members at the polls. She said she would sit in her car and the kids could sit in their car and she would sit in her car and watch the kids in their car. So they would be socially distant. Obviously that wouldn't work with a baby, but I think that there are resources out there. Reach out to your community if you need a ride or you need childcare. Someone will help you. Totally. I love buy nothing. <laughs> I use it all Me the time. Me too. <laughs> I'm an admin for my group. <laughs> oh, so. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so just to kind of end on a positive note, like this is a very stressful time and in a lot of ways, including this upcoming presidential election. Would you mind just sharing one thing that you do to take care of yourself that helps you make it to tomorrow and just still keep that smile on your face? Yes. Do you listen to Brene Brown podcast? I, yes. Mm-hmm. Recently, she had a podcast um, about stress and moving mm-hmm. the stress through your body. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, and what I also do 
is just move, get your body moving. Even if it's, if you're, if you don't feel well enough or mentally strong enough to take a walk around your neighborhood, just get up, jump up and down a couple of times, shake your face, shake your body, get that stress moving through your body. Stress is a cycle. And the best thing we can do is stop the cycle. And one of the, the best way to do that is to move your body in any way, even if it's just jumping up and down a couple of times and shaking your body, but mm-hmm. to stop that stress cycle, you need to move it. That's, That's cool. what I do. I haven't heard that one, but I'm definitely going to listen to it now. (laughs) Listen to the podcast. Yeah, it's really, it's really enlightening. Thank you so much for your time, Heather. I really enjoyed talking with you and just learning about your voting experience and why you vote. And hopefully we can get more mamas out who are on the fence and get them voting. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Thank you for having me, Emily. Sure. Mamas, don't just take it from me. Take it from Angel, Allison, and Heather. Voting can be easy if you know where to look for help and who to ask for help. We may be superwomen some days, but it's okay to reach out to your support system, especially if you want to go vote. So vote for your children and grandchildren and how you want things to be for them and for their future. Make a plan to vote and start planning early. Don't make excuses. Just get off your butt and get out there and vote. Go experience that energy, that urgency, and that exhilaration that Angel, Allison, and Heather all felt when they were voting. Stand up for your beliefs and go vote. Be that one drop of water in your water bucket. Reach out to your community to fill up the rest of that bucket. What are you waiting for? Like what you heard? Yes, I did just stoop that low. But regardless of how cute she is, if you like what you heard, connect with me on my social feeds or subscribe. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget to tag me so I can personally thank you. See you next episode.